Welcome to the Rising Sea Voices podcast on the American Shoreline Podcast Network. Here you will discover and learn from the new generation of coastal, estuarine, and ocean scientists and engineers. My name is Felicia Almeta Schult, and I am the Rising Sea Voices host. Today, we are traveling to Puerto Rico, and we will talk about the role of mechanical design in deep sea exploration. But before starting the episode, I would like to offer a land acknowledgement. I live and work in Vancouver, Washington. This land has been cared for and called home by the Chinook Indian Nation, the Cowlitz Indian tribe, and the Chinookan, Tainapam, and Kikitat people some time immemorial. In the 1800s, the Tainapam Indians were relocated to the Cowlitz Reservation, where the descendants still live today, while many of the present-day descendants of the Kikitat people are part of the Yakama Nation. The land where I live holds great historical, spiritual, and personal significance for its original stewards. However, there is still no federal acknowledgement of the Chinook as an Indian tribe, and the Cowlitz Indian tribe had to wait until 2000 to be officially recognized by the federal government. I recognize and continually support and advocate for the sovereignty of the native nations in this territory and beyond. Despite centuries of colonial theft and violence, this is still indigenous land. It will always be indigenous land. Indigenous people are not relics of the past, and their talents and knowledge are worth celebrating. Today, my guest is Adriana Munoz Soto. Hello, Adriana. Welcome to Rising Sea Voices. It's a pleasure to having you today. Thank you. Thank you very much. Adriana is the 2020 NOAA Jose Severano Educational Partnership Program with Minority Serving Institutions. So the acronym is EPPMSI. So she's a scholar in this program. She was able to intern summer of 2020 and 2021 in NOAA's Office of Ocean Exploration and Research in Narragansett, Rhode Island. Adriana was born and raised in Mayaguez, Puerto Rico. She is currently in her fifth year of her undergraduate degree, pursuing a Bachelor of Science in Mechanical Engineering at the University of Puerto Rico, Mayaguez campus. Her undergraduate research is on mechanical design and 3D printing for ocean exploration. So, hello, Adriana. And um, yeah, it seems, I mean, it looks like you're really busy. And congratulations on this, you know, really prestigious, um, you know, uh, fellowship, scholarship. And um, yeah, to start off this, you know, discussion today, could you tell us a little about yourself and what brought you to study basically uh, mechanical engineering and how you ended up here doing this kind of research today? Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. So I, as you said, I was born and raised here in Maya, Puerto Rico. Um, and for my high school senior project, we had to choose basically a career we, we wanted. Um, so that's, I was really always interested in engineering, but I never really knew in what. So I went to a pre-engineering a week camp that we each day we went through the different stages of engineering. We saw civil, chemical, mechanical. We saw all of them, uh, and and there I was able to decide. Okay, mechanical is the one I wanted. And that's where I did my senior project and finally ended up uh, applying to, and which was re really convenient because the campus I wanted was, and still is like eight minutes away from, from my home. 
Um, And right when I entered, that's where I discovered this professor, Dr. Jose Lugo, that he was specializing in the design and how we could combine what was mechanical engineering and the design. And I never thought that was possible because from a young age, I always took art classes, all of the canvases in my home, I made them. Um, So I was always really into art itself. So when I heard about him and I heard that he was mixing art and design and human interaction and, and engineering, I was like, I need to learn more. And that's where I first started to learn about what design was. He taught me what the design thinking was, what uh, virtual re- reality was. And I en- and started doing re- research with him. And then uh, a year later, I was able to do an internship with Noah, an uh, internship before this one, where I was able to design basically an adapter for a lighter sensor. And from that, after that, that one co- concluded, um, they basically said in order to get the rest of the stipend, you had to apply to this one scholarship, which was the NOAA EPP MSI, which I did not know anything about. And I was not originally intended in applying at all. I just uh, was doing it because of the remaining stipend. Um, But I applied and then I went through the interviews and then I started to look more into it. And I was like, oh my God, if I get this, uh, this scholarship, it would be amazing. But uh, it was so prestigious that I never even thought that I, I had a chance. Um, but then I was able, like a week or a month later, I re- received uh, the, the call and I was able to be accepted, uh, which was amazing. And the process basically went, uh, they gave you a list which was here are all the internships and all the concentrations where you, you can do your research, just choose one. And that's where I started to look more more into it. I see. And and I wanted to also put um, more information about this uh, fellowship, scholarship. It's um, the students who are eligible, it's for students who are attending minority serving institutions only. Um, and those are defined by the U.S. Department of Education are Hispanic serving institutions, historically black college and university, tribal college and universities, Alaska native serving institutions, and native Hawaiian serving institutions. And yeah, so I think it's great there is such a program. And how, just before we go into more the details of your internships uh, that you did thanks to this um you know, program, which actually is two years long, right? And you have two pet summer internships. Um, can you give a little more, you know, details about the the process uh, for this scholarship itself? Just if there are people, you know, students out there who are like interested in doing that and how would you encourage them in applying? Uh, yes, yes, of course. Um, as you pre- previously mentioned, uh, it's for my, my minority serving institutions. Um, and the internship itself the scholarship is a very small scholarship i think our class is around 11 to 13 people um and the process basically went we you had to write an essay and you had to be in your third year of school or have two years remaining 
of uh, undergrad, you had to have 3.3 GPA or more, if I'm not mistaken. And it was basically, you sent all of your information and then they did in interviews to see what, what were you interested in, um, what were your goals. And they just wanted to find an internship or a scholar that was really into applying the, their field into what NOAA was and what NOAA stands for. So it's not just engineering. I, I believe we're like the, the 13 people and only like three or four uh, are engineering students. There are marine biologists. There are, I know someone is studying to be a law student. Um, there's also people studying to be just a scientist, physicist. So it is a very broad and a very vast field that you can come from. It's not just science, which I found really, really interesting. They just want to find students that their passion are aligns with NOAA and how they can use their abilities, whether it's in the government, whether it's in engineering, whether it's in the sciences, or how they can apply that to how to the NOAA mission, which, which is to better the oceans, the, the atmosphere, as well as the land. Great. And, and yeah, so congratulations again for, you know, getting this, you know, scholarship. And do you have any support um, in deciding where you would like to do your internship? Or did you decide in going and studying actually in Rhode Island? So... Still the same coast, but still pretty different. <laughs> um, how did you ended up deciding doing your, your work there? Yeah. So uh, at the beginning, they paired us with a mentor, a NOAA mentor. It is basically a functionary or an employee of NOAA that will serve with a connection between NOAA and the U university or facility that you end up doing your internship in. Um, and I was assigned Carolina Martinez, which she was basically the pro program manager of the NOAA OER. And that's where she gave me a list of connections. And I was basically trying to look for internships that were based in engineering. And if there was a possibility that I could find mechanical de design it, it would have been amazing and that's when we, we had our first meeting and she, she told me that she knew of this person Dr. Brennan Phillips that he was doing things with 3D printing and 3D modeling and underwater research and when I just heard 3D printing I was like Im immediately sold we had uh, an initial interview but I think all three of us knew that after that initial interview, it was like, it was like a perfect fit. So it, <laughs> it was really amazing because I was a little bit nervous that I wasn't going to find um, something that specific uh, in a NOAA internship. But, but I think it was re really great because I was able to find specifically what I wanted. Other students, I know someone that's working with whales, some is working with clams, with salmon. So there's basically an opportunity here for any student, uh, which is something that I 
I really enjoyed and the internship itself, you get to choose each summer a different internship, but because I was able to really enjoy my, my time uh, with Dr. Phillips and with Ka Catalina, uh, I chose to continue my re research the second se semester with them as well. Nice. Yeah, it sounds like it's, you know, it's a great fit and I'm really happy that, you know, it worked out. And and can you tell us then a little more about what you've been doing um, during your internship, what you've been working on? And, you know, I know because of COVID, it was not really easy also to travel. So you had to find different ways of working um, with this group. So can you give us more details about your experience? Yes, of course. So I was accepted into this scholarship in May of 2020. So that's when it officially started. It's a two-year program. So I'm finishing now in May 2022. Uh, so that first summer, we were uh, completely online. And I came to the lab uh, as a mechanical engineering student because most of the students there are ocean engineering students. So I was able to work with students like Russell, uh, with Nick Shalou in designing a fiber optic reel system for that first summer. So basically my job was to create a sort of box where all the electronic components would go in. And then the uh, other students over there at the lab would pod them and then they would test them. So on a daily basis, what I did was a lot of CAD uh, computer-aided design work where I did design the housing, designed a fin for it, and designed various c c components. Um, we had weekly meetings with the professor, and there was this one opportunity where we were able to print the pieces and he was able to send them here to, to Puerto Rico, which was very, very uh, cool and very interesting um, because I was able to actually see the the pieces uh, with with my hands. I was able to also send things to the printer from my computer to to the to the printers over there uh, at at the lab itself. So e even though it was a very re remote opportunity, we we were able to to do uh, a lot of fun stuff as well. Awesome and. And can you give us a little more details, um, I think, about this project, about the fiber optic real system project? Uh, from what I've read, I, I don't know too much about it, but it's like the smallest deep sea system in the world that can provide a live stream video feed, right? So um, can you tell us like what were some of the challenges to create something um, that could go, you know, like really deep in the ocean, were there any challenges related to, you know, the mechanical part of things, how you were going to design uh, specific components for this um, project? Yes, yes, of course. So the project that we're trying to build is to find a more simple, lightweight and cost efficient solution to exploring the deep sea. Currently, what is there uh, to, to work with are these huge ROVs that go underwater with a camera, but that that is very de dependent upon a, a vessel, the staff. But what we wanted to do is something that you could throw from a small boat or from even the coast 
Um, so the lab itself had, had already created the specific camera that was very pressure proof and was able to film underwater at very good quality. So my job was to find a way to pot the camera, a light source, the Raspberry Pi, which is the computer itself, to be, be, be able to attach it to a fiber optic cord that was able to send the live feed to, to the computer. So we were able to see live view from the camera in our boat that we were at at the time. Awesome. And, and did you have a chance of, of heard that because you were unable to be there in person, they found some creative ways that you can follow the, the tests, um, you know, in the field. Yes. Yes. Um, the pro professor was very, uh, intentional in this. He FaceTimed me and our other mentor when when he was doing the deep sea testing he always sent me pictures when he did the test in the lab he always called or always gave me a feedback so he was very intentional in even though i was away and i was fully re remote i was able to still have a little bit of that insight that you would have when doing that the actual test itself nice and finally, I think last summer, you've been able to go there in person. Yes, yes. Uh, I continued that work throughout the the semester. I worked during the fall and I also worked dur during spring. And in the summer, everything looked okay for, for me to, to go. And the NOAA ad administration also gave me the, the green light. So I was able to go to Rhode Island to go and work with their lab and meet all the other students, which was very amazing. Um, so we were able, I was still working on the same project, but I was working on a different aspect since we had already concluded that, that first portion. So I was in charge of doing this slide that took the, uh, our piece from the boat to the water itself. We were able to do deep sea testing right there in R R Rhode Island. And for about three weeks, we were able to go to BIOS, which is the Bermuda Institute of Ocean Sciences with the other person of the, the, the other people of the lab to be able to do testing and to help with, with other pro projects. Wow. That's, that's pretty awesome. So based on those experience, I mean, what was the most exciting or unexpected like that you got from all this you know field work but also computer work what what do you like the most doing this i think what i like the most is just being able to create something and then be able to have it in my hands and test it out i think that's one of the beauties of what is 3d printing because you are able to just make minor tweaks and then just print it again. And if there's something wrong, you can just fix it and print it again, um, which is a very uh, continuous process. Um, I think that's something that I really enjoy, like seeing something in my hands, like I actually designed this and seeing, being, being able to go on, on the boat and being able to install everything and test everything out. I think that's pretty great. I think that's also one of the biggest 
challenges because there's something such as those tiny me measurements that you you just need to get right. Um, so it's a very changing pace and there are a lot of iterations needed to be made. Um, but I think it's one of the most gratifying parts. Nice. And, uh, and you got to travel too, which I bet is pretty nice too, to see um, different labs and what the work you know, is done there and and also because you are doing mechanical engineering and mechanical design and you ended up working in the ocean exploration field, let's say. Is it something that you would like to continue working with applications for mechanical engineering design still in ocean exploration? Or is it are you open to any kind of other uh, field and applications? Uh, yes, being able to go into their lab was uh, amazing. They had uh, a lot of innovative technology and meeting me, meeting everyone was really, uh, really uh, amazing to, to experience and to work with people that have very similar interests uh, as you have. But I think my biggest passion is mechanical design itself. And I love the way that I've been able to, throughout the years, be, be able to apply it into something that is more consumer-based, something that is completely, that I never thought was able to be possible, like ocean ex exploration, which has been amazing. But at the end of the day, what I am completely passionate about is design. So I don't know if I will necessarily end up in this field itself, but I do know that my experiences here have been amazing and I can't wait to see where else I can I can apply my knowledge of mechanical de design. And um, so talking about this, do you have any, you know, what are your plans next? If I can, if I can ask, because, you know, can be, I'm sure you have many opportunities uh, in front of you. So would you like to continue, you know, in academia or would you like to work for, you know, an engineering firm? Do you have any idea? Um, I am currently in my senior year, so I would be graduating between the December and May of next year. And I am interested in a few things. I am very interested in mechanical design in terms of consumer-based products. And I am very interested in what innovation and entrepreneurship is. So I think I would want to continue my graduate studies in what is uh, that that is a design innovation and entrepreneurship nice and um if you i think you mentioned that you are interested for example in doing maybe a, a master in and doctorate in mechanical engineering and 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 you know product design and is there any specific you know place you would like to do that uh, that is something that I'm still looking into and that I'm very open to. I know there's a few uh, universities in the U.S. that uh, offer what I want. So, But I know some of the degrees are kind of short, like between nine months and, and a year. So it is very tempting for, for me to do maybe more than one. That is something that I am still looking into. Uh, but I am still very, very uh, open. 
yeah yeah no for sure and after um going back to more like the you know mechanical design and work you've been doing in Rhode Island and also going to the Bermudas um is there anything that really um based on the technology and working collaboratively with others um can you tell us also about your, your experience like did you really enjoy like working also in such a collaborative way and with teams and because i i realized to put this project together it was everyone was in charge of like a little piece of it so how do you like this collaborative process um i i really enjoyed it i really loved every every part of it um i was able to work with other students such as nexit shalu uh he was more focused on the software side of it i was doing the hardware he was doing the the software he was doing all the programming of the computer and the little ca camera itself he was the one that was testing it un underwater um but he is uh, an ocean engineering masters student so i think it is very interesting how ocean engineering parallels or sort of mirrors what mechanical engineering is i see ocean engineering as just mechanical engineering but for the ocean um but it's really amazing to be able to see more students like you that are so passionate about how things are made how things are built how to just like fix small or big problems uh with and engineering itself um the experience was really great i was able to be with a lot of other students doing their own projects because uh ours was not the the only one each student was doing their their own separate projects and it was really interesting to just sit down and to hear them talk about the, the, their projects and just listen how passionate they, they are So I think even though uh, all of us were not interested in the same thing, we sort of all shared some type of passion for what we were studying, and I think that was very inspirational and just very like heartwarming itself. Yeah, no, for sure. And and I was curious, like I like how passionate you are about what you're doing, and and I was wondering, is there a specific I mean, specific problem or topic you would like really to to address through, you know, your work, through your studies, um, you know, a specific application to mechanical engineering and design that you are passionate about and that you really like to work on in the future? Um, I don't think there's anything in specific that I want to focus myself on right now. I just, when I entered my undergrad, just this moment in life where i realized that i didn't have to choose between the arts or the science that i was somehow able to combine both i think that's the passion that just started everything and i just wanted to just run with that and i think that's something that i wasn't able to learn until i did a lot of research in my first year of of an uh, undergrad And that's something that I would like to 
I think I would like to show others and show that mechanical engineering isn't just the typical working in cars as everyone <laughs> immediately gravitates to. Um, when I first told my, my grandma that I was going to study mechanical engineering, her, her first thought was like, oh, she's going to change oil and filter. And to, to be <laughs> honest, I'm five years in and I know nothing about oil and filter. Um, so just just breaking that stigma that engineering is first of all for cars and then for, for boys or that is extremely technical because even though it is and engineering is also very very innovative and very beautiful itself so i think that's this there's one message that i want to run across between now and when i re retire eventually i think i think it it would be that thanks yeah no definitely you put a new light on mechanical engineering for me for sure <laughs> And uh, and I like how you've been able, like you explained, how uh, you've been able to integrate art in that as well. And like you said, that you're like kind of like an artsy person yourself. And um, and can you tell us a little more about that? Because I think also you you have your own little you know business or enterprise on the side uh, related to art. <laughs> Uh, yes, I, I've always been very interested in canvas art, which is basically like painting and drawing. Um, so I really wanted to be able to apply that to engineering. I know it is not as artistic as it is, but, but I am still able to draw and to design and to animate things uh, in the computer-aided design softwares. And during the initial parts of the pandemic in August 2020, I was able to start my own art business, which is basically doing personalized illustrations, doing stickers, doing vinyl art, and just basically anything artistic because uh, every few months, every few, few weeks, I'm trying to find something else that I know that my specific audience is very interested in. And I love being able to create those specific memories for, I mostly work with couples. So I think it is very interesting that some of my art is very special to them. And uh, I've been able to do a few like wedding proposals through through my my art, I've been able to do. Well, one of them was like a vinyl Spotify card that said like "Will you marry me?" and another one was like <laughs> a customized like coloring book, and it said their story for, uh, of like ten ten years, and at the end of the coloring book, it said like "Will you marry me?" Um, no. So like being able to be yeah, so being able to be like in those really special and big moments of their life it's like oh, oh my god like I, I, I was involved in that it's it's very special oh nice and and what's the name of your business uh it is sophie's art studio okay and i'll share anyways on on the website um that we have at um espn american Shoreline podcast network and people can go there to the rising sea voices page and usually they'd be like yeah 
information about you know you and links to the, you know the scholarship you've been part of and also the lab where you've been working and I guess we put also a link about your business so make sure people can have uh, audience have you know access to all this information and um, and do you have any um, anything you would like to share specifically while you we're having you know having you with us uh, I think I would just want to think and reflect on how amazing this scholarship and this opportunity has, because I know it started with Noah, but they were able to connect me with the University of Rhode Island. They've been able to fund my studies for the past two years. And then there I was able to do my research. And now I am doing a public service activity for a lot for a local church so it's just been able to give me a lot of opportunities for growth and for research and that is something that is kind of crazy to think back and say i didn't even know about the the scholarship itself i i, I didn't even know it, it it existed and to know that all of us are minorities i know that one of one of the students is from hawaii i know one of them is from alaska one of them, I think he's from Mexico, but is studying here in the U.S. There's another student from Puerto Rico uh, besides me. And just to know that, that these opportunities are given to us, it, it's, it's such an amazing honor. And that, that's something that I will never take for, for granted. I've been able to grow so much professionally and personally thanks to this scholarship that uh, I have nothing but good things to say. They also fund co conferences it itself, so we will be able to go in April to give our con our research pr pr presentation in a in a in a conference in Florida. And I just want to be able to see more minorities in these type of opportunities, and that is something that I am very passionate about and always will be because there is nothing better than just being able to represent not only a brown woman in engineering, but a brown Hispanic woman in engineering. I think that's something that some people might see, oh, that's like one step back because you're not the preferred or the ideal candidate itself. But I think it's such an opportunity to not only inspire myself, but to inspire so many other people. And I am really glad I, I, I get to be one of those voices. Yeah. And thank you so much for sharing that. And I'm so happy and honored that you, you know, being willing to talk with us and to share, you know, this important message because it's, it's really crucial. And I hope that... Um, you know, other young, you know, women uh, from, you know, different backgrounds and minorities will be inspired to to follow a similar path and to say, yeah, you, you can do it and make sure like also the the word is spread about these kind of opportunities because not everyone knows about them, like you didn't know about it at first. So um, it's good that you've been able to come across this opportunity and now you continue to spread the word. And um, no, that's really important. So thank you so much, Adriana. It's been really 
a pleasure to talk with you today and you know having you sharing your really uh, important work and um, and also I'm wishing you the best uh, in the future for you know your future plans I'm sure it will be fantastic thank you thank you very much for the interview and ha having me as well Thank <music> you.